Hello, you are tuning into Two Passes Told Me Dark, and this is episode uh, four. And the story that I have for you today is Such Things Happen. The Wolf Girl. And finally, The Dream. Yes, we are doing three again, because they are long. I am sorry if you don't like that. But long episodes are long, and you can listen to them longer, which hopefully you like. Yes, long episodes mean you get longer content. Um, which means you can listen to it more. If you need examples of long stories, go to Scary Stories Told in the Dark. Go there if you want long stories. I have short ones. He has long ones. Now on to the episode. Woohoo! Such things happen. When Bill Nelson's cow stopped giving milk, he called the veterinarian. There's nothing wrong with that cow, the vet said. She's just stubborn. That or some witch got hold of her. Bill and the vet both laughed. That old hag, Addie Filch. I guess she's the closest we've got to a witch around here, the vet said. But witches have been gone, have gone out of style, haven't they? Bill had a... Bill had had a run-in with Addie, with Addie Fitch the month before. He had hit her cat with his car and killed it. I'm really sorry, Addie Fitch, he told her. I'll get you a new cat, just as pretty, just as good. Her eyes filled with hate. I raised that cat from a kitten, she hissed. I loved her. You'll be sorry for this, Bill Nelson. Yeah, we started for this, Bill Nelson. Bill sent her a new cat and heard nothing more. Then his cow stopped giving milk. Next, his old truck broke down. After that, his wife fell and broke her arm. We're having a lot of bad luck, he thought. Then he thought, maybe it's Addie Filch getting even. And then, hey, you don't, you don't believe in witches. You're just upset. But Bill's grandpa believed in witches. He had once told Bill that there was only one sure way to stop a witch from causing trouble. You find a black walnut tree, he said. You you draw the picture, you draw her picture on it, then you mark it with an X where your heart, where her heart is. Then you drive a nail in the X every day day you drive it a little deeper then she if she's causing the trouble he said she'll feel pain when she can't stand it anymore she'll come she'll come to you or send somebody to try to borrow something or give or give her what she wants to break the power of it of the nail and she'll go on to, to, to tormenting you. 
but if you don't, she'll have to stop or the pain will kill her. That's that's what he, his nice, gentle old grandpa believed. It's pure craziness, Bill thought. Of course, his grandpa didn't have much schooling. Bill had been to college. He knew better than Bill's dog drove a perfectly healthy, do- healthy dog dropped dead just like that. It made Bill angry, desperate. All his schooling, he thought, maybe it is Addie Filch. After all, he got a red crayon from his son's room and 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 a hammer and a nail and went into the woods. He found a black walnut tree and drew a picture of Addie Filch on it. He made, he made an X where her heart was, just like Grandpa had said to do. With the hammer, he drove the nail a little way into the X. Then he went home. I feel, I feel like a fool, he told his wife. You should, she said. The next day, a boy named Tim Logan came by. Addie Filch isn't feeling, isn't feeling well, he said. She wonders if she could borrow some sugar from you. But Nelson stared at Timmy in amazement. He took a deep breath to tell her, I'm sorry, but I don't have any sugar right now, he said. When Timmy Logan left, Bill went back to the walnut tree and drove the nail another inch. The next day, the boy came back. Addie Filch is pretty sick, he said. She's wondering if you got any sugar yet. Tell her I'm sorry, Bill Nelson said. But I don't have any. When Bill went to, Bill went out into the woods and drove the nail in another inch. The following day, the boy was back. Addie Filch is getting sicker. He said, "She needs. She really needs some sugar." Tell her I don't have any. Bill answered. Bill's wife was angry. "We've got to stop this," she said. "If this mumbo jumbo works." It's like murder. I'll stop when she does, he said. Tomorrow tomorrow dusk, he stood in the yard, staring at the ridge where the old lady lived, wondering what is going on up there. Then, in half-darkness, he saw Addie Filch coming down out of the hill toward him with her pinched, bony face and her old black coat. She did look like a witch. As she got... As she got closer, Bill saw that she could barely walk. Maybe I'm really hurting her, he thought. He ran to get his hammer to put the nail out, to pull the nail out. But before he could leave Addie Filch, before he could leave, Addie Filch was in his yard, her face twisted with rage. First you killed my cat, she said. Then you wouldn't give me a bit of sugar when I needed it. She, she swore at him and fell dead at his feet. I'm not surprised that, that she dropped dead the way, that way. The doctor said later, she was very old, maybe 90. It was her heart, of course. Some people thought she was a witch, Bill said. I heard that the doctor said somebody, the doctor said, somebody I thought Addie Filch had witched him. Bill went on. He drew a picture of her on a tree and drove the nail into it. 
to make them start. That's the that's an old superstition doctor said. But people like us won't believe that sort of thing, do we? Northwest into a desert from Del Rio, Texas, and eventually you'll come to Devil's River. In the 1830s, a trapper named John Dent and his wife Molly settled where Drake Creek runs into Devil's River. Dent went was after be was after beaver, with plen with plentiful there. He and Molly built a cabin from brush. And near it, they put up a abor to give them shade. Molly Dent became pregnant when she was ready to have their child. Don, John Dent raced on horseback to their nearest neighbor several miles away. My wife is having a baby, he said to the man and his, and his wife. Can you help us? They agreed to come at once. As they got ready to leave, a violent storm came up and a bolt of lightning struck and killed John Nett. The man and his wife managed to find the cabin and did not arrive until the next day. But Molly Dent was dead too. It looked as if she had given birth before she died, but the neighbors could not find the baby. Since there were wolf tracks all around, they decided the wolves had eaten it. They burned Molly Dent and left. The number of years after she did, she died, people began to tell a strange tale. Some swore it was true. It was a true story. Others said it never could have happened. The story begins in the same settlement a dozen miles from Molly Dent's grave. Early one morning, a pack of wolves raced in the desert and killed some goats. Such attacks were not unusual in those days, but a boy thought he saw a naked young girl with blonde hair running running with the wolves. One or two years later, a woman came upon some wolves eating a goat they had just killed. Eating the goat with them, Clint she claimed was a naked young girl she with long blonde hair when the wolves and the girl saw her they fleed the woman said that at first the girl ran on all fours then she stood up and ran like a human swiftly as the wolves as the wolves people started wondering if this wolf girl was molly Dent's daughter. He had a mother wolf carried her off her day she was born and raised her with her pups. If so, by now she would be 10 or 11 years old. As the story is told, some men began to look for the girl. They searched along the riverbanks and in the deserts and in the canyons. And all day, it is said they found her walking in a canyon with a wolf at her side. 
when the wolves ran off, the girl hid in an opening in one of the canyon walls. When the men tried to capture her, she fought back, biting and scratching like an, innate, like an enraged animal. When they finally subdued her, she began screaming like a frightened young girl and howled like a frightened young wolf. Her captors bound her with ropes, but she put her across a horse and took her to a small ranch house in the desert. They would they would turn her over to the sheriff the next day. They decided they would place her in an empty room and you 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 untied her terror struck terror she hid in the shadows. They left her and locked the door. Soon she began screaming and howling again. The men thought they would go mad listening to her, but at last she stopped. Then all night the wolves howled in the distance. People said that each time they stopped, the girl howled in reply. As the story goes, the cries of wolves came from every direction and got closer and closer. Suddenly, as if a snagging had been had been given, wolves attacked the horses and other livestock. The men rushed into the darkness, firing their guns. High up on the walls in the room, they had left the girl in, in a small window. A plank and nail across it. She pulled the plank off and crawled through the window and disappeared. Years passed with no word of the girl. Then one day, some men on horseback came around a bend in the Rio Grande, not far from Devil's River. They claimed they saw a young woman with long blonde hair feeding two wolf pups. When she saw the men, she snatched up the pups and ran into the bush. They rode after her, but she quickly left them behind. They searched and searched, but no found no, but found no trace of her. That is the last we know of the young of the wolf girl, and it, and it is, and it is there in the desert near Grand Rio that the story ends. That dream. Lucy Morgan was an artist. She had spent a week painting in a small country town and decided that next day she would move on. She would go to a village called Kingston. But that night, Lucy Morgan had a strange dream. She dreamed that she was walking up a dark curved staircase and entered a bedroom. It was an ordinary room except for two things. The carpet was made of large squares that looked like trap doors, and each of the windows was flat was flat fast was fastened was fastened shut with big nails that stuck up out of the wood. In her dream, Lucy Morgan went to sleep in that bed room. 
During the night, the woman with a pale face and black eyes and long hair came into the room. She leaned over the bed and whispered, This is an evil place. Feel while you can. With the woman, when the woman touched her arm to hurry her along, Lucy Morgan woke up from her dream with a shriek. She lay, she lay awake the rest of the night, trembled, trembling. She in, she in the morning, in the morning, she told her landlady that she had decided to go to Kingston after all. I can't tell you why, she said. I just can't bring myself to go there. I, but I just can't bring myself to go there. Then why don't you go to Dorset, the landlady said. It's a pretty town, but it isn't far. But Lucy Morgan went to the Dorset. Someone told her she could not find a room. A, she could not find a room in a house at the top of the hill. It was a pleasant-looking house. In the landlady there, a plump, motherly woman, woman was as nice as could be. Let's look at the room, she said. I think you'll like it. They walked up a dark curved staircase, like the one in Lucy's dream. In these old houses, the staircase are all the same. Lucy thought, but when the landlady opened the door of the bedroom in, the, in her dream with the same carpet that looked like trap doors and the same windows fastened with big nails, this is just a con con Lucy told her. coincidence, Lucy told herself. How do you like it? The landlady said. I'm not sure, she said. Well, take your time, the landlady said. I'll bring up some tea while you think about it. Lucy sat on the bed, staring at the trap doors and the big nails. Soon there was a knock on the door. It's the landlady with the tea, she thought, but it wasn't the landlady. It was the woman with the pale face, the black eyes, and the long black hair. Lucy Morgan grabbed her things and fled. Boo! I'm scared. Thank you for tuning in to Creepypasta's Told in the Dark. And if you are not frightened, well then, I do not know what will frighten you. And, um, and, uh, one of my friends started a podcast, and his podcast name is, uh, his podcast name is Talk to Talk with Sports, and if you like sports, go visit Talk to Talk with Sports, and I think you'll enjoy it, um, and yeah, just go visit him, and like, rate them nice and stuff and like say positive things don't be mean be like this sucks i don't like like i don't like this you're bad say positive things please please don't be rude and mean that's just bad
and mean and rude. And no one likes that. 